scenario. In three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Stuff to Watch. It's Friday, June the 3rd, 2022, and I'm James Crute from stuff.co.nz. Each week, I'll be joined by two of Stuff's entertainment experts who'll share their picks for the weekend. With me today are Bridget Jones. Hi, guys. And Darren Bevan. When did I get upgraded to expert? <laughs> Lovely to have you here for our own premiere. Without further ado, let's talk about some stuff to watch. Would it depress you to sleep with someone who loves someone else? Not if they love me too. That was a clip from Bridget's first pick, Conversations with Friends on Amazon Prime Video. Bridget, what's the verdict? It's from Sally Rooney, who wrote Normal People, um, which if you were around in 2020 and had some free time, uh, it was a very sexy show that kept us all entertained. Conversation with Friends, though, is slightly less fizzy and sexy. It's the story of four people, uh, an older married couple and two young women who used to date and the love square that they kind of find themselves in. So it's sort of a study in monogamy and modern relationships and can you love one person or more than one person? Who knows? The leads are played by Joe Alwyn, who happens to be Taylor Swift's real-life partner, fun fact, and Alison Oliver, who are perfectly fine, but the problem is, is that they say between them about 55 words in total all series. It's lots of awkward silences and awkward sighing and awkward glances and awkward text messages, and if you don't like awkward, you probably will not like this show. I quite like awkward because I do a lot of awkward silences and awkward sighing and some awkward text messages sometimes. So for me, it kind of hit that spot where it was very realistic. Uh, It was also 12 episodes long, but 30-minute episodes each, which TV makers, we want more of that because my attention span is not that long anymore. I've seen the trailer for this, and it didn't really inspire me. It seemed to be lots of cutaway shots with people looking at each other longingly, people looking at each other with seemingly like dead eyes and (laughs) thousand-yard stares, to be polite. I just don't see the pull of this. I just can't, I, I can't fathom any appeal as to why I want to spend time in these people's company whatsoever. Look, I will not lie. I spent 90% of the time thinking, I wonder what Joe's really like with Taylor, at, you know, when they're at home. <laughs> why does he look so much like a lion? Or a missing Hemsworth brother. Okay, so we're a bit on the fence about that one. But Darren, what, what can you enlighten us with? Uh, Well, like everyone in the world, it seems, this weekend, I've been to see Top Gun Maverick, which is only in the cinemas, has been delayed, I think, since 1918 when the first COVID pandemic hit and it was all pushed back repeatedly. And Tom Cruise has said, oh, we're not releasing this anywhere other than the cinemas. I think they fought off a load of um, bids from the streamers to put it out there. And I think that was the right decision. But I will say it's the most hollow blockbuster I've seen so far this year. And I have sat through quite a few There are incredible flight sequences, like an extended flight simulator, Um, but that's all there is in this film. And as a cinema experience, that second to none makes it fantastic and makes it worthwhile. But it has the thinnest storyline, not thinning like Tom Cruise's hair probably is as he hits 60. Um, But basically, Maverick's back after 36-odd years and the death of his pal Goose. He's got a a new bunch of recruits to train for a deadly mission against an enemy who we never know anything about other than they've got some planes and a nuclear bunker, which is a danger to the world. And that is it. That is really all there is to this film. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. I just want to manage expectations. 
my mother was obsessed with Top Gun when I was a kid. Uh, we played the soundtrack on loop every single road trip that we took. It was, you know, danger zone, left, right and centre. And we used to watch Top Gun at least three times a year. My brother wanted to be a fighter pilot. I thought, you know, motorcycles and sunglasses were the coolest thing ever. I will be there with bells on. My guests won't be getting things all their own way. Each week I'll be picking a classic cut, a movie or TV show from yesteryear that's just come out on a new streamer or just got a new home. You can hear my first choice later in the show. But in the meantime, let's go back to Bridget with your second choice. Yep, so this is Julia, which is streaming on Neon. One of the advantages of looking like me is that you learn at a young age how not to take no for an answer. Julia is pure delight, tied up in a box with a bow with sprinkles on top. It's the story of Julia Childs, the very famous chef. We might know her story from uh, Julia and Julia, which had the wonderful Meryl Streep playing Julia Childs, which was more about her life in Paris and sort of becoming a cookbook writer and embracing her life in food. This is very much the next stage. So she's back in the States. She is taking the show on the road. She's going on TV. And it's quite a fight. I mean, she was legitimately the first celebrity TV chef. And she had to push for it. She was a woman. She was not, you know, traditionally beautiful. She had a bit of a weird voice. But she turned into just a powerhouse. And so this show, which stars Sarah Lancashire, um, who is incredible as Julia Childs, uh, sort of follows her journey to try and, you know, convince the old boys of TV that she should she should be teaching people how to make omelettes on their, you know, screen in front of them. As a student of Julia Child, uh, someone who spent an entire summer watching old episodes of The French Chef when I was 12 and even attempting a Bavarian cream, um, I, I didn't think there were enough scenes of her getting trolleyed while attempting to make recipes, which is one of the highlights of the TV show. Well, from one screen icon to another... Darren, uh, I believe you've got a Star Wars favourite that you want to talk about, his new show. I thought you were talking about me as a screen icon. I was going to go, oh, stop <laughs> it, carry on. Um, yeah, so I've been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is streaming now on Disney+, Plus, with new episodes out every Wednesday. Um, and this is Ewan McGregor returning to the role that he made his own in 1999 in those god-awful prequels that I thought we'd honestly all forgotten about, but still come back to haunt us. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? Um, essentially, this one's set ten years on from the end of the prequels and bridges the gap between uh, Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin Skywalker was turned to a, basically a sultana in a suit after the volcano incident on that planet, um, and uh, Star Wars, the original film, where you find old Ben Kenobi set in Tatooine minding his own business. But for me, the issue with this series so far comes down to how much tension do you feel feel in a series like this when you know for a fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive in the films and they're following that timeline? Um, and this one is set around him having to go out and rescue Princess Leia, who's kidnapped in a sort of Taken-style vibe. But there's no danger there inherent for me because I know that if someone raises a blaster to Obi-Wan, it doesn't matter. He's going to survive because he's there in the film. If someone threatens Princess Leia, it doesn't matter because she's in the films and she carries on. <laughs> Now, let's beautifully segue to the classic cut. We'll go back in time to a show that's just landed on TVNZ On Demand, but has had a bit of a checkered past in New Zealand. I'm talking about Hannibal, which is the brilliant series from about a decade ago. Exactly. You've got your fava beans and Chianti all set up. I can tell, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> How did we know that was going to happen? Anyway, this is 
kind of a reimagining of the Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon character. Dr. Lecter, I need you to help me with a psychological profile. This takes its time, turns it into a cat and mouth story um, between Will Graham, played by Hugh Dancy, and Hannibal Lecter, played by the brilliant Maz Mikkelsen, um, who's at his finest in this, it has to be said. Um, and it slowly unfolds over three seasons. It, it is one of those things where they kind of got a little bit ahead of themselves. The uh, showrunner, Brian Fuller, wanted to have seven. They only just got to the start of Red Dragon. They wanted to do Silence of the Lambs and, you know, tie it all neatly up, add a little bit at the end. And we're still waiting for, for somebody in America to... to to realise what a great show and what a great fan base it managed to get and come back to it. Um, the visuals are striking. The visuals are disturbing. The food porn is amazing. The the uh, costumes are incredible. But look, at its heart, it's just gripping television with a terrific cast that's also got Lawrence Fishburne, Gillian Anderson. Oh, man, I just love this show, and I'm so glad that people can now watch it. It's good. I mean, Hugh Dancy is is tortured, literally, physically, emotionally. Uh, but he's really good. And Mads, you're right, like, he could read the phone book and I would be captivated by what he does on screen. I was sat watching the series on my couch the other night in a T-shirt and a pair of board shorts, and he came on in the full suit, uh, the the jumper with the shirt underneath and the, the, the pocket neckerchief as well. I was like, I feel massively underdressed to be watching this show. You're in a kitchen cooking the most delicious food I've ever done, and all I can manage is beans on a pan to stuff in my mouth. He's, he's cooking human body parts, Darren. <laughs> but they've made it look so wonderful. Like, compared to, you think of Hannibal, where Ray Liotta was eating his own brain or whatever. That was scummy and horrid, and there were lots of scenes of uh, pigs rooting around in mud. This is all, like, five-star, uh, you know, class affairs with cloches, and, you know, Master Chef NZ, eat your heart out. Or maybe not eat your heart out. Well, on that note... <laughs> Let's just recap what we've been watching uh, during the week. So today we've talked about... Conversations with Friends, streaming on Amazon Prime. Top Gun Maverick, in cinemas now, bring your own bros. Julia on Neon. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, streaming right now on Disney+. Plus. And my classic cut for the week, Hannibal on TVNZ On Demand. Hopefully we've helped you find some stuff to watch for this long weekend coming up. We'll be back with more recommendations next Friday. In the meantime, we'd love your feedback. Email us on stwpod at stuff.co.nz. There's more info at stuff.co.nz slash stuff to watch. You can subscribe to the Stuff to Watch newsletter there by clicking on any of our stories. And please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to my guests, Bridget Jones. Thanks, guys. And Darren Bevan. See you later, guys. I'm off to hang out with the paps outside. Add to producers Adam Dunning and Chris Reed. I'm James Crute, and I've been finding you stuff to watch.